Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's science podcast. So today we're going to talk about using radioisotopes to measure the age of rocks and remains of plants and animals. Now, before getting into the main topic, we need to introduce you to some background knowledge that helps to understand what we're going to talk about today. First, we need to know what isotopes mean. The isotopes of an element mean that they have the same atomic number but the different mass number. There's something worth pointing out here. The term mass number doesn't equal the term atomic mass. The mass number is the amount of protons and neutrons in an atom, whereas the atomic number of an element is the average mass of all the isotopes. Isotopes can either be stable, unstable, or radioisotopes. What does radioisotope mean? As the abbreviation of radioactive isotopes, the term refers to isotopes whose nuclei are unstable and release alpha, beta, or gamma rays. Over time, the original radioisotope, which is called the parent isotope, would actually change into another isotope, which is referred to as the daughter isotope. This process is called decay. Each radioisotope has a half-life, which is the time it takes for half the sample to decay. Radioisotopes can be used to do a lot of things, such as researching, diagnosing, and treating disease, sterilizing medical equipment, tracing processes in living organisms, preserving food, detecting smoke, analyzing pollutants, detecting weakness in metal structures, analyzing minerals and studying movements of water, and finally, measuring ages of rocks and remains of plants and animals. The methods of dating rocks and remains of organisms are divided into two groups, relative dating and absolute dating. We call them radioactive decay dating. Common methods include the potassium-argon dating method and the carbon-12 to carbon-14 dating method. The potassium-argon method is the only viable method that can be used to date very old archaeological materials. If the potassium in the rock decays naturally, the argon, which is a gas, would be trapped in the rock. Therefore, the ratio of potassium and argon in the rock could be calculated and, according to the potassium's half-life, the age would be determined. When an organism is living, the mass of carbon-12 and carbon-14 would be balanced. Once the organism dies, the balance would be lost, and a ratio would form. Same as the last method, the age of the remain of the organism could be determined. Relative dating methods include chemical analysis, stratigraphy, biostratigraphy, and paleomagnetic stratigraphy. Relative dating methods can only result in approximate data or assumptions, and it also requires analysis of many samples in order to achieve a comparison. 
Using radioactive decay dating would only require some data and a relatively simple calculation. It may seem that radioactive decay dating is more advanced, but they have their disadvantages as well. Because carbon-14 has a relatively short half-life, it can only date rocks over approximately 50,000 years old. All radioactive dating, excluding the carbon-14 to carbon-12 dating method, are based on atoms found on igneous rock, where fossils are almost never found. Therefore, radioactive decaying dating cannot directly be used to measure the age of This is the end of today's episode. Thank you again for listening.